0: Hey, good morning. My name is Gary. I'm one of the pastors here. Welcome to The Meeting Place. So glad you decided to spend some of your Sunday morning with us as we continue on in our series called Faves. Speaking of running, November 14th, uh, 2014th, I received a text from an old friend challenging me to join him in running 100 kilometers in 30 days. Now, I love a challenge, and I loved running, and when I was younger, I ran all the time, uh, but then, you know, I got, met a girl, and I got engaged, and I got married, and I had kids, and then I bought a house, and I got a job, and running kind of just got thrown off to the side. But I sent a text back without even thinking about it, just like, sure, I'm in. How does that saying go, you know, the older you get, the faster time seems to go by? It suddenly dawned on me that I hadn't done any kind of running, unless, of course, you can running an idea through your head as running. I hadn't done any running in over 10 years. Since taking on the role of a pastor, I'd taken on a pastor's role. So I thought, you know, I was a few pounds heavier and thought, you know, this is going to be tough. Uh, so off I went and I just, I, I, I finished the 100 kilometers in 30 days. It wasn't really running. It was lumbering, laboring kind of thumping my way through, but I finished it. And at the end of it, my friend said, do you want to do it again? And I said, yes. And at the end of that month, he said, do you want to do it again? I said, yes. And then a third time he says, do you want to do it again? I said, yes. And the next thing I knew, my youngest daughter, Emily comes up to me and she says, dad, it'd be really cool if you and I went in the Comox half marathon, it would be fun. She said, well, off we went. It's interesting. I didn't know this uh, in going into this race. Apparently, there's these phases that runners go through during a long distance race. Uh, the first phase is the pleasure phase. It's when running is still fun. It happens right at the beginning. Uh, you know, your body's loose, your heart's kind of pumping away. You're getting the blood's flowing, breathing is easy. It's a lot like that. Blues tune, you know, summertime, where it says the birds are singing, the sun is shining, the fish are jumping, and the living is easy. This pleasure phrase. And as my daughter and I crossed that starting line, I remember feeling the energy of the crowd just kind of pushing us along. Lasted for about six kilometers. Then I hit the second phase, which is called the drudgery phase. aptly named drudgery means hard menial dull work it was one foot in front of the other just kind of just get through this thing and i remember passing the 10 kilometer mark and thinking oh man i'm dying here and i'm not even halfway running wasn't fun anymore blinking was hard breathing was almost impossible sweating was an effort Uh, trying to grab and coordinate running with your hands and your feet and having one of those cups of water in your hand to rehydrate. It was more like I was taking a shower. I just couldn't do it at kilometer 15. I hit the phase that's referred to as hitting the wall. I had nothing left. Uh, there's an article I came across in runner's world magazine describes hitting the wall. And this is how, this is how the author put it. He said, you're in the middle of a race When things start to fall apart, your legs feel like concrete, your breathing grows labored, your strides turn into a shuffle, negative thoughts flood your mind, and the urge to quit becomes overwhelming. The person who wrote that must have personally experienced hitting the wall because with uncanny accuracy, they absolutely nailed exactly what I was going through. Personally, I kept waiting for the to experience the runner's high, that they say runners get. You know, the euphoria that you feel. I didn't happen. I ran through Nanaimo training, downtown Nanaimo training, and it didn't even happen there. There was no runner's high. It's it's interesting, you know. It's running metaphor. Um, if you if you've read the Bible at all, there's the writers use all kinds of metaphors to help us, the readers kind of understand spiritual matters and by connecting them to an everyday thing that we do. Uh, fishing was a common one that was used in the Bible. Farming, shepherding, that kind of thing. Running was one of the metaphors that also shows up. And it's a metaphor a guy named Paul used quite a bit. He's one of the most influential writers in history. And he used it frequently, this, the metaphor of running, when he was talking about his experience with his faith and following Jesus. He describes at times how it was fantastic, how he trained and how he felt. Other times he wrote about how painful it was, how hard, how costly. But he always, in the end, talked about how at the end of the day, at the end of the race, it was totally worth it. And so Paul, he writes a bunch of letters to people who were discouraged in their faith, who had kind of hit the wall, were ready to just give up and walk away from their faith. And the verse I want to share with you today is found in one of those letters that he wrote. It was written to a, he wrote it to a young pastor, a guy named Timothy. This verse has encouraged me over the years to hang in there when I felt like giving up. When I've had questions that I couldn't quite answer, when I doubted, and my hope is that wherever you find yourself with God this morning, that you would find encouragement in these verses as well. This verse is found in a one, the second of two letters that Paul wrote to this young pastor named Timothy. He wrote them while he was in prison. And it's the second letter is actually the last known writings we have of Paul. So a lot of theologians think this is kind of his last hurrah, his last will and testament kind of thing. And you can kind of pick it up if you read the book, it's just a few short chapters, that he is talking like this is my final thing that I'm gonna do. And you can pick it up in this verse. Here's the verse I want to share with you. Here's what he wrote. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. I don't know what you think of when you see or hear those words, but I think, wouldn't those be great words for a vision for for life? That at the end of your run, the end of your race, you could honestly say those words? Words like, I fought the good fight. In other words, what Paul's saying is, I gave it everything. Timothy, I gave it everything I had. I didn't give up. Right to the very end, I stuck with it. And I fought through. The word Paul uses for fight there, uh, that's where we get our word agony from in the English language. It's from the Greek word agon, which means to struggle, to strain. And when I think of that word in the context of running, I picture this. You know those pictures that you see as a runner is heading for the finish line, giving it everything they've got, every fiber, every muscle in their body fighting, straining, agonizing, focused on the one goal to cross the finish line. And that's the picture Paul's painting here. I have fought the good fight. You know, we all have things we'll fight for. Our freedom our rights, our kids, our spouses, our reputation, a parking spot at the mall at Christmas. For runners, it's the finish line. What is it for you? What is it that's worth fighting for? I just want to share a couple of things that I think are worth fighting for, not only as individuals, but as a church. The first one is this, grace. Grace. I think grace is worth fighting for. This church has always been a place of grace. A few years ago, when we had our campus church here, we were meeting here, and we also had the church at the theater. When we were here, one Sunday, a guy wandered in, and one of you noticed that after the service, he was kind of standing in the middle of the lobby, just kind of looking around, kind of lost a little dejected so you went up to him and you introduced yourself and he shared a bit of his story and then you said to him could, could I get your number and I'll give you a call during the week just to see how you're doing and so we did the next sunday i got a chance to be introduced to this this guy and i went out for coffee with him and i'll never forget what he said to me he said you know i came here last week as a last ditch effort I was ready to end it all because my life had completely fallen apart. He says, I had failed as a husband, as a father. My work took first place, and it cost me my family. Everything I worked for was gone. He said, I used to go to church, but I walked away a long, long time ago. But when this happened, I thought, you know what? I'll give it a shot he said, so in a lot of ways, this place last week was my last shot. And I wasn't really expecting much because I feel I didn't deserve any help, especially from God. And then he went on to share how he had talked with this guy and shared, you know, hey, given this guy my number. And he said, I didn't really expect him to call me back. And then he said, but he did. And that phone call saved my life. Because it showed me that you cared about me despite my story. And then he went on and he said, I don't know how. I can't explain it, but I just knew in that moment that God still loved me. And he continues to come. Grace is worth fighting for. Another thing worth fighting for is truth. A couple of months ago, a good friend of mine, if you were here, you would have uh, heard him. Uh, His name's DJ. Actually did his wedding yesterday. I'm kind of surprised he's not here this morning. I don't know what's with that. I'll have to talk to him about that. But he stood here, and he shared his story of how he got wrapped up in not only the world of drugs and taking them, but actually selling them. And the harm that he caused his family. And he shared how his dad... And the rest of his family, out of love and concern for him, exercised this thing that we've all come to know as tough love. The kind of love that looks to the welfare of the person who is doing themselves harm and harm to others by speaking the truth. DJ faced the hard truth. Thankfully, he responded well. And he said it wasn't easy, it was difficult, but if you ask him... He'll tell you it was worth the fight. It was worth the strain. It was worth the agony. You know, although the, the way we do things here on a Sunday morning may be a little bit different than a lot of churches do on a Sunday morning, the meeting place is and always will be committed to the truth about Jesus Christ as revealed in the Bible and through history. We believe in the Bible uh, as God's wisdom for our lives its importance in addressing the most fundamental human questions about life death purpose meaning love and sometimes that truth can be uncomfortable it'll make us wiggle in our seats a little bit but you know what that's okay it's okay because pointing people to the truth is a loving thing it's never unloving to point people to a better way in the midst of their their broken lives Never. Truth is worth fighting for. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. You ever finish something that you have worked hard for, sweated over, maybe a term paper, a degree, a house reno, a hike, a book, whatever it happens to be, and you finished? Man, that feeling is hard to beat, isn't it? That that sense of accomplishment. Especially when you know deep inside, you've given it everything you've got to cross that finish line. And when, when I crossed the finish line at that half marathon, I was done. Like, I was so done. There was nothing left in my tank at all. I was sore. I was tired. I was beat up. But as John Cougar Mellencamp once sang... It hurts so good. And if you've done that, you know what I mean. But you know what? During that race, there were times I felt like quitting. Throwing my hands in the air and saying, you know what? My race is done. I'm finished. But here's the thing. Quitting isn't the same as finishing. Paul says, don't quit. Don't give up. Instead, get up. Much like we saw in that opening clip. But that can be hard it can be hard to keep going to keep fighting to hang on to our faith especially when circumstances leave us wondering where god is in all of it maybe even questioning to the point of is there even a god 1992 that was the year the summer olympics were held in Barcelona, spain Uh, The big headline for those games, if you remember, uh, was the fact that professional basketball players were allowed to play in the games. And so the U.S. drafted all these players from the NBA, and they put together what was dubbed as the Dream Team. They actually steamrolled over everybody. It's just Some people are just like, just give them the gold medal. But there's another story that happened that was overshadowed by that. There's a story about a British runner named Derek Redmond. He was competing in the 400-meter race. And for the last four years, he had poured his life into training, sweating all over this one goal to make the Olympic Games and win the gold medal. And now he's at the Games, and the dream he has worked so hard for is right in front of him. He's running the semifinals, his family's there, his father's there to watch him, or so we thought. Check out this video. If you look up the results for that race, beside Derek Redmond's name are three initials. D and F did not finish. He finished. And what a great picture of what God does for you and for me. He doesn't leave us on to run this race alone. He comes alongside us, he gives us strength in our time of weakness. He doesn't stand on the sidelines barking commands or orders. Instead, he comes alongside us and gathers us up and he defends us and fights for us all the way to the finish. And I'd love to know what that dad was saying to those officials that were trying to get him off the track. Actually, I'm a dad, I know what he was I have a pretty good idea I know what he was saying. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. You know, even though circumstances often said otherwise, Paul hung on to and fought for his faith that was given to him. He fought for grace and truth to the end. Why? So he could pass it on to someone else. The question becomes, well, what is faith then? Like, what do you mean by that? I like to think of faith this way. Faith is having the confidence that God is who he says he is and that he will do everything he's promised to do. Who does God say he is? Well, we only need to look to Jesus for that, who is the exact radiance of God's glory and his exact representation of his being. And when we look to Jesus and we read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, We can see that through Jesus, we can see that God is good. He's kind. He's a good father. He's full of compassion. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's merciful. He's patient. And what has he promised? To love us unconditionally. That nothing we do or don't do or say will ever change that. God promises that he will always care for us. That he'll always be with us through whatever it is we're going through. And that he will give us the grace, the mercy, and his strength to make it through. Even though we feel like we've hit the wall. In a lot of ways, this race that Paul is talking about is like a relay race. And the baton is our faith. And just as this thing called faith was handed to Paul, he passed it on to someone else. who passed it on to someone else until it reached our hands. It's why we exist as a church, to share the life-changing love of Jesus Christ to this city and to the world, to pass that faith. You know, as I was putting this talk together, I was reminded of the saying, and there's a lot of alliterations to this, and it's credited to so many people, uh, but I just picked a The version I liked, Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about when I read it. It says, life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body. But rather to skid across the finish line broadside. Thoroughly used up, totally worn up, bruised up and beat up. And loudly proclaiming, wow, what a ride. That sounds pretty good to me. And I am just so glad that you guys are here on this journey, this race with me, uh, that we're doing it together, that we can pass this baton to those that don't have it. And if you're here and you're, you read those verses and you say, Man, I don't know if I can finish this race, there is a group of people at the back of this room that would love to talk with you more about it, pray with you. So please take advantage of that. But again, I'm just so glad that we're on this race together. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I invite you to pray with me. God, faith, uh, just like running, can sometimes be hard. Sometimes we lose sight of the goal, the finish line, and, and running, faith just seems pointless. It can be hard when life doesn't make sense. But the culture around us seems to make more sense. And so I pray for us as individuals and as a church to fight for those things that are important. Help us to run the race in such a way that it would encourage and inspire those that are watching. We thank you that you're running with us, carrying us when we need to be carried, and cheering us on to the end. Thank you for loving us. We pray this in your name. Amen.